to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Hello, builders, tinkerers, and inventors. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, coming to you live from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. I won't lie, being Lucy Wow's sidekick takes up most of my time. Lately, we've been so busy, I've only been able to eat 10 or 11 meals a day. But even though it means I'm gonna miss third lunch, today, I've made some time to talk to you about my favorite subject, Invention! How is it that I can love invention more than third lunch and second brunch, you ask? Because I am an invention! Lucy Wow invented me, and now I'm here to spread the word and encourage people like you to invent more mechanical pygmy goats, like me! But you know, it's not just mechanical pygmy goats. Inventions are everywhere, and so are inventors. You might be an inventor yourself and not even know it! All you need to start inventing is a dream, and everyone has those! What makes inventors special is that they don't just dream, they work hard to make their dreams come true. And when it comes to making dreams into reality, there is no better example than Nikola Tesla. Now, when you hear the name Tesla, you probably think of an electric car company. Well, that car company is named after the Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla. Nikola filed more than 300 patents during his 86 years on this big blue marble. Mm. A marble would be a very tasty snack right now. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, right, Tesla. Tesla's inventions paved the way for alternating current, electric motors, radios, fluorescent lights, lasers, and remote controls. So you see, without Tesla the man, there would never be a Tesla the car. Let's jump back to the beginning. Nikola was born on July 10th, 1856 in the Austro-Hungarian Empire, or what is now called Croatia. His father was a Serbian Orthodox priest and his mother was an inventor of household appliances. They encouraged Nikola to experiment and study all the things that interested him. And for Nikola, that was basically everything. But in college, Nikola found a focus. He became fascinated by a very new and very exciting technology, electricity. Remember, this was the mid-1800s, and they didn't have light bulbs yet, and the telephone was very new. It was new, but Nikola was convinced that electricity was the future and would change the world. So, after college, he took a job as an electrical engineer at a telephone company in Budapest. Nikola liked being an engineer, but he loved inventing. He did it constantly. But of all the inventions he ever made, the invention that changed his life was the induction motor, a motor powered by electricity rather than steam or coal. Nikola thought it up one day while walking in a park, went home, built it, and tested it successfully. It was amazing, but no one in Europe thought so. Fortunately for Nikola, there was someone in the US who thought it was, and his name was Thomas Edison. Thomas immediately hired Nikola to come work with him in New York. This was exciting for Nikola for many reasons, but especially because it brought him to America, home of the gigantic Niagara Falls. 
Nicola was fascinated by these giant waterfalls, and his childhood dream was to harness their power. But we'll get to that. While Nicola was working in Thomas Edison's lab, he discovered the rotating magnetic field, which is a name for creating electricity in wave patterns. These wave patterns allow electricity to travel longer distances than normal. Nicola called his discovery AC power. Edison wasn't a fan. He liked the direct current, or DC power, better. DC power sends electricity in a straight line, which is more steady, but can't go as far. Soon, Nikola and Tesla were in a war of the currents. The two of them just couldn't agree on which kind of power would best electrify the world. Nikola left Thomas and went to work closely with a man named George Westinghouse, and their partnership was what AC power needed. The two of them together were able to establish AC electricity across America. And remember Nikola's dream about Niagara Falls? Well, he made it a reality! He designed the first hydroelectric power plant in those very falls. This giant machine turned the energy of the water into electric power! AC power, of course! People couldn't believe it! Nikola had won the War of the Currents! His AC-driven system remains the world's standard for delivering electricity today. Like me, electricity is everywhere doing cool stuff, but unlike me, it can be pretty hard to see. Nikola didn't like that, so in 1891, he developed an induction coil, which is an electrified piece of metal that produces high-frequency alternating currents. It's now known as the Tesla coil. Have you ever seen a glass ball filled with bolts of lightning that make people's hair stick up when they touch it? That's a Tesla coil! Nikola used it in experiments to produce electric lightning, x-rays, and wireless power. But he was a bit of a showman too, so most of all, he liked to just blow people's minds. Nikola lived a life of invention. Without him and his creations, the modern world would have never even started. But while Nikola was doing all of these amazing things, he had a tendency to behave oddly. At one point, he stopped eating solid foods and only ate honey and drank bowls of warm milk and vegetable juice. He claimed he never slept for more than two hours at a time. And according to one report, he once worked for 84 hours without sleeping. Now, I wouldn't suggest trying any of that, except for eating honey. Ah, oh, yum! Nikola loved electricity, but he also loved pigeons. He used to feed the pigeons in the park every day. He once claimed that one of these pigeons was his wife. As long as I had her, there was a purpose to my life, Tesla reportedly said. But with Nikola, you could never tell if he was just trying to blow your mind. Hello, inventors, builders, tinkerers, and fellow flip-flop eaters. Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat here, podcasting from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. You know, it's not easy being Lucy Wow's sidekick, but it's worth the hard work because I get to be part of inventing new things every day. And I love inventing. Like right now, I'm going to invent a new word. Ready? Flopalicious. <laughs> it means the delicious taste of a flip-flop burrito. Hmm, burrito. And just like that, a new word is invented. Pretty cool, right? But that's the thing. There are all kinds of inventions and all kinds of inventors. Some people invent types of food, others words, and some machines. Inventor is just a word for people who decide to turn their dreams into reality. Which brings us to today's inventors, Wilbur and Orville Wright. No one ever dreamed bigger than the Wright brothers. When they were kids, just like you, the Wright brothers looked up at the sky and dreamed of flying. Something no one had ever done before. Something that people thought would never be done. In fact, when they decided to turn their dream into a reality, people thought they were crazy. 
but let's not fly too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, boys and girls, please fasten your seatbelts. This is, uh, Kapow, your narrator pilot speaking. Uh, our story is about to begin. The Wright brothers were born in the 1800s in Millville, Indiana. Their father traveled for work, and he often brought back small toys for his children. One day, he brought back a small model helicopter made of wood and paper and powered by a rubber band to twirl its blades. The toy fascinated Wilbur and Orville and helped spark their lifelong love of mechanics, aeronautics, and flying. They were both smart kids who did great in school, but it was Wilbur who was popular and a good athlete. He had it all. But then, in the winter of 1885, an accident changed the course of his life. He was playing an ice hockey game when another player struck him in the face injuring him badly. He took so long to heal that he failed to graduate high school, lost his scholarship to Yale, and didn't get to go to college with his friends. Injured and left behind, Wilbur felt the accident had destroyed his future. But that's the thing about life. Sometimes when things look bad, they're about to get good. Forced to stay home, Wilbur read every book he could get his hands on, but he didn't eat any, which honestly seems like a waste to me. And since his brother Orville was the one taking care of him, they grew very close. In fact, the two brothers became so close that they decided to start their own newspaper, the West Side News. Wilbur edited the paper and Orville was the publisher. All that reading really paid off and the newspaper was a success. But while the brothers were good at being businessmen, they were especially good at building and maintaining all the printing machines at the office. Working with machines every day was inspiring for them. It was about this time that a new invention was sweeping the country, the bicycle. That's right, the bicycle was a brand new thing back then, and Wilbur and Orville loved them. They loved riding them, fixing them, and building them. They loved them so much that they opened a bike company. And as with the newspaper, it was a hit. Now, bikes obviously move across the ground, but those spinning wheels had the Wright brothers looking up. They started to wonder if some of the principles that made their bikes so fast and successful could take them to new heights. Soon, their bike shop had a secret machine growing in the back, a prototype of a plane. They worked day and night on this secret project until it was finished. They called it the Wright Flyer. They built it out of wood, giant spruce. It had a lightweight 12 horsepower gas engine with a sprocket chain drive, just like a bicycle, which powered the twin eight and a half foot propellers. There was only one thing left that they needed, wind and sky. So Wilbur and Orville headed to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, a place known for its strong winds. When Wilbur and Orville got to Kitty Hawk, they decided to hold off on testing their invention so they could watch some experts who'd been flying there for a long time, birds. That's right! They figured if you wanna learn how to fly, you should learn from the best. They observed that birds angled their wings for balance and control and made adjustments to their plane to match. They called this wing warping. They also added a movable rudder that moved like tail feathers that would allow them to steer through the air. And so for days they watched birds and tweaked and tinkered until finally the moment had come. On December 17th, 1903, Wilbur flew their plane for 59 seconds over a distance of 852 feet. And while the right flyer had only been in the air for less than a minute, when it landed, the world had changed. In this new world, humans could fly. But there was a problem. People didn't believe them. People can't fly, everyone said. So the Wright brothers began to travel the world, making public flights, giving rides to everyone, from farmers to kings. 
Seeing is believing, and soon the world had seen the truth. The Wright brothers could fly. Nowadays, you look up in the sky and you see a plane and it's no big deal. People you know fly across the world for fun and work. Maybe you've even gotten a chance to look out a plane window down on a mountaintop below. But just over a hundred years ago, flight was a wacky dream that could never really happen. Flight was for the birds. But the Wright brothers were inventors and inventors don't just dream, they make their dreams come true. So tell me, what do you dream about? Oh, hi there! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Pflugerville. You might know me as Lucy Wow's sidekick, or you might know me as the inventor of shoe hats, the only hat that keeps your shoes from getting sunburned. Pretty smart, huh? <laughs> but I don't just come up with world-changing inventions. I am a world-changing invention. That's right. Lucy Wow invented me, and I invented shoe hats. That's the circle of invention. Now, some people think that to be an inventor, you need to have a lab in your house or access to fancy machines. But the truth is, you don't need a room full of test tubes or even a mechanical pygmy goat sidekick to invent. Inventors can come from anywhere. And no inventor has ever come from a more difficult beginning than George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was born a slave, which means in the eyes of his country, he was a property, not a human. Fortunately, a year after his birth, slavery was outlawed and he was freed. But just because slaves were free didn't mean their lives became easy. For George's family, their only option was to work on farms, doing hard work for little money in order to survive. Since George was a sick child, he couldn't help in the fields. So instead, he learned from his mother how to cook, sew, do laundry, and garden. She taught him how to make plant-based medicines. This was the beginning of George's lifelong love of plants. While still a young child, George became known as the plant doctor to all of the local farmers. Everywhere he went, he improved the health of farms, gardens, fields, and orchards. His talent was undeniable. And by age 11, his mother realized that he was destined for bigger things and sent George off to learn about the world. For the next decade or so, George attended schools across America, paying his way by cooking and cleaning. By the time he was a young man, it was clear that he was brilliant and special, but many colleges refused to let him attend due to his skin color. But finally, he found a home at Iowa State University where he studied botany which is the science of plants. In 1896, George left Iowa State to work with another man who, like him, was an ex-slave and a genius. And the man's name was Booker T. Washington. And the place where they worked was called Tuskegee University. Tuskegee is a college that was started by Booker in the state of Alabama. George was brought there to build a farming department. George only had one demand, that he get two rooms there, one for him, and one for his plants. <laughs> That's right! George loved plants so much, he gave them their own room! George had one major goal at Tuskegee, to make food more plentiful for everyone. To do this, he would need to make farms more efficient and productive. Or in other words, help farms grow more and more delicious food! One day he had a breakthrough that would help him reach his goal. A big, fat, 
oinker of a breakthrough. George discovered that farmers could feed pigs cheap acorns instead of expensive store-bought pig food, and piggies would grow bigger and healthier. Bigger pigs for less money? Suddenly, farmers were listening to George. Next, George discovered that if you only grew cotton, like most farmers did back then, the soil or dirt grew sick. But if you changed crops every few months, the soil grew healthier. Turns out, just like us, the ground likes a little change every now and then. It makes sense, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't have a hammer for lunch every day. Oh, but that does sound good right about now. Ah, anyway, so George came up with a new technique of changing crops called crop rotation that made plants stronger and happier while healing the earth itself. With all these happy plants, there was more food to sell, which meant farmers were making more money. But there was a problem. Farmers suddenly had more crops than they knew what to do with. What were they supposed to do with all this extra food? In particular, they had too many peanuts. Had there been a kapow back then, I could have just eaten them all. But sadly, I wasn't there to eat the problem. George started working on new ways to use peanuts so they wouldn't go to waste. And my goatness did he ever find uses. He developed more than 300 ways to use peanuts, including inventing nut milk, peanut sauce, peanut oil, all of which we still use today. He became so famous for all these peanut inventions that Plant Doctor was now known as the Peanut Man. Respected at last, George decided to switch his focus from plants to people. For the next 20 years, he traveled the world promoting racial harmony and helping farmers feed the people. For all of his important work, George received his own national monument, an honor previously only granted to George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. So, if you ever feel like you were born without what you need to be an inventor, just remember that George Washington Carver was born a slave with bad health. But because he never gave up and worked hard, he didn't just become an inventor, he became one of the most famous inventors of all time. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? It's true! There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat Kapow. Hey, that's me! Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger! Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too! Keep on the lights, folks! Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein's Story Club, wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way! I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me, and I just, well, you know, faint! Well, today... I got the most exciting news, and I, oh, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths, Ooh, don't faint, I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker and ah, I'm famous, the most famous mechanical pygmy goats ever live, go to gokidgo.com and check me out, Lucy Wow merchandise is now available, and you know you need more kapow in your life, until next time, this is kapow signing off, go kid go! Go Kid Go!